Hi, um, I'm Lisa Raines, um, founder of Pride Road, the architectural practice franchise. And um, I'm delighted to host these interviews with um, potential presidents, future presidents of the RIBA. So um, today, um, this is the, the last in our four interviews, and I'm delighted that Valeria's um, joined us. Uh, Valeria, would, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everybody, my name is Valeria Passetti. I was born in Italy. I studied architecture in Florence, as you've probably seen my bio. I am a specialist conservation architect and I work in a, in a small uh, multidisciplinary consultancy in Nottingham. So I am outside of London. Um, and, uh, and we specialize in heritage and conservation, but specifically, my passion is uh, restorative and regenerative uh, design and conservation. So the next stage from sustainability. Um, so you probably will hear me later talk about uh, what we could do for the environment, even as a conservation architect. Um, I would like to uh, also let you know that I am the current vice president membership. I was uh, elected uh, three years ago. So this is my second term. So I've been elected twice. Uh, so the first time was in 2017 and then I was re-elected in 2019. My um, SVP uh, membership, I chair two main groups. Uh, the first one is the membership committee and the second one is the nation and region uh, committee. The nation and region com committee comprises all the regional representatives of the uh, of uh, mainland uh, UK plus the president of the uh, of the um, RSUA um, RSW and the president of RSUA and the uh, president of RIAs uh, both the um, the Northern Ireland and the Scottish president are uh, guests of the of the committee. The committee also. Um, involves as, as part of the being a chair of the nation and region I oversee all the international chapters that come under my umbrella currently we have got six international chapters uh, we've got a chapter in, in Singapore Hong Kong uh, Sri Lanka um, Gulf the US and Recently, very, very recent, about a couple of months ago, we welcomed a chapter in China. Brilliant. So, Thank you. Um, we'll come back to that later. Rach, do you want to just add a couple more people in? So, um, Valeria, do you want to just... Um, uh, tell us a bit more about your um, manifesto. Yes, um, my manifesto is uh, is the result of the work I've been doing for the past ten years with members. Mm. I have been involved uh, from uh, the grassroots. I'm a grassroots activist, really. Uh, I became involved ten years ago because, uh, like many RIDA members, I was very dissatisfied with the with what I perceived was the complete. Um, uh, this, this connection that the RIBA had with its members, especially the way I perceived it, being outside of London and not being in a big practice. And so I became involved with the local chapter. I was then elect 
uh, elected regional chair for the uh, East Midlands. I served two terms. And then after that, I was, uh, it was elected uh, the vice president membership. I probably need to mention that as vice president membership, I sit on the board and council, and I'm now sitting on the new board, which has just been created since the change in our governance uh, and approval of the governance in March, and I represent membership development. So all I've done in the past few years has been uh, listening to members, connecting with members, and I've realized that whilst we are a membership institute, there is not really a, uh, our members don't feel that there is a real attention to their needs and concerns. So the focus of my manifesto is really to put members back mm. at the heart of their IBA, make sure that their concerns are listened to, that we action, and, uh, and that we restore the respect and reputation of, of our profession, which mm. has been incredibly marginalized in the last few years. Mm. So this is really the, the reason why I'm standing. I think I've got the experience in terms of liaising with the membership. But also, I have got track record of delivering what I, uh, what I set out to do. I've done it as vice president membership. That's why I've been elected twice. And, um, and I've been asked by our members to take it that step further because there is a bit of a glass ceiling that uh, probably I can achieve everything as vice president membership, but maybe I could achieve a lot more as, uh, as president. So th I thought, why not? Um, is, uh, is a big challenge, mm -hmm. uh, but that is, uh, is, is the main reason why I have, uh, I have decided to stand. My manifesto is made up of three distinctive action, connect, include, and communicate. Mm -hmm. The connection part is because I believe that the strength of their IBA, it's, it's members. And uh, we have to strengthen the connection that members forge with their IBA, but also forge with each other. We need to facilitate as, as, as the, uh, we need to be the glue that keeps all these members together. Our members give a lot of their time for free. The majority of the work that is perceived by members and the public as done by their IBA, it's actually done by our members. They get involved with schools, they, uh, they create events, they create forums, they do so many things. And I think we need to provide them with the help and support they deserve. I believe that we should decentralize the resources of their IBA and give more power and more strength to the regional offices, because for many, many members, the regional offices is where their IBA really is, is the tangible part of their IBA. It's not this remote idea of uh, what is in London, this mysterious 66 Portland place that we all talk about, but uh, seems to be quite remote. The actual uh, regional offices provide that, that on the ground support. Also, they provide the link with the local authority, they provide the links with the planning authorities, they provide the link with the communities. And I think that there is so much that we can do in terms of lobbying to change things that matter to, to uh, our members. And um, one thing for all, we should, we should lobby to, to ensure that every single local authority has got a design review panel. Mm. And, and, and the situation isn't the same in all, all over the country. We should have that 
uh, reassurance that the, the, the future of architecture is in good hands, that good design, ethical design, sustainable design will be what is approved from now on. And we haven't got that. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we do. So that's the first thing. The second thing is connection with our global membership. We have got members all over the world. I just mentioned the, the, six, new, the six chapters that we have. And more to come, more members in different parts of the world want to unite and they want to, uh, they want to do more for their members and they want to connect with other members because another, another strength is the connection, both of the knowledge sharing, the experience that we can, all, we can all benefit from. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. So I would like to create a, 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 create a platform, a digital platform, which would enable our members to connect with each other whenever they want and that to be behind the paywall. We need to strengthen the offer of uh, CPDs and, uh, and other resources and content online so that again, mothers, uh, carers, they haven't got the time to do things at a certain time. I've got three-year-old twins. I could not, uh, they, they take over every, every moment that I am not physically working. I want to be able to do my CPDs. I want to be able to upskill. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to return to the profession when I took some time off after maternity with yes. the strength of the knowledge that I know their idea can provide me with, but it has got to be my own time. So I, I think that takes us nicely onto the next question. So I'm just going to break in the conversation to let people in. So um, the Pride Road franchise model provides complete control and flexibility for its architects. What are the benefits of flexibility as far as you're concerned? Well, flexibility is a huge part of my second call to action, which is the include. We need a profession, we need an institute that, that supports a profession that is able to attract and retain talent. We all know the terrible statistics when it comes especially to women and uh, architects or, or students from um, disadvantaged or minority background. The reason why the, the situation is as it is, is because the practice model that we offer is a very static and it's very static. It's not been changed for years and years and years. And it's still modeled on white, middle-aged, middle-class males. They have got someone at home that can take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. And they can dedicate every hour they got sends to their to they office. That is no longer what we, what we need, and really it's no longer what we should want. We shouldn't, we shouldn't obey this sort of over, uh, completely obsolete uh, type of uh, models. We should ask for a better life and, and, and work balance. We need, to, we need to start talking about the benefits of well of, of well-being of mental health of having the flexibility to realize yourself as a professional without having to sacrifice anything else i was talking to students um, again i love to talk to 
to, to uh, our members because I, I love to listen to them. And sometimes we're on transmit and their idea is very good at transmitting. It's very good on one-way communication. It's a pyramid. It comes down and it tells us what we should be doing and we should be, should be thinking. I believe that it should work both ways, but mostly it should be from the ground up. We should listen. If we are to progress, we must listen. So talking to students and associates, one of the things that was, uh, was really shocking for me is that I'm a relatively old woman and I thought that the sacrifices and the consideration that I had to make when I was in my 20s were a thing of, thing of the past. And then I realized that 20-year-olds now are questioning whether they can afford a career in architecture or whether they want to have a family. That should not be a binary decision. That should be, but we should have worked harder not to get to 20 years down the line and still having to ask the same question. But I'm an optimist and I believe that if there is a will, there is a way. <laughs> and what we need is stop talking and start doing. Absolutely. So I think that takes me on to my next question. Um, well, do you have any questions? Uh, yes. Um, and um, before we go on to that, can I just ask if anyone has in the audience has got a, a question, can you post it in the chat? And I'll pose that shortly. Yes, I've got a question for you, because as I said, unfortunately, you're probably not 20 years, but um, good 15 years too late for me uh, because I was I was in a situation I found myself uh, newly divorced with a with a very small child my divorce wasn't a nice one but I don't think anybody can say that they have nice divorce but let's say let's say some people are probably luckier so it wasn't a good divorce I found myself with a with a very small child and basically unemployable I'd taken time off uh, I was doing other things with my, with my uh, then husband. And so I was unemployable. I was a woman alone with a small child. And uh, I had to, at the time I had to make the only choice that I could make for survival was to set up on my own, start my own, uh, uh, my own self-employment adventure. And then it just went from there. Mm -hmm. I work for a multi-disciplinary uh, consultancy as an external. I suffer some uh, exploitation in the, in the system because again, you are alone. Uh, I was terrified of doing this alone. I didn't know where my clients were going to come from. I, I felt that I didn't have a safety net. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a network. I didn't have any support. Now you and your brilliant idea, your brilliant concept would have been ideal for me. Absolutely ideal. So tell me more. What someone, the Valeria of today, mm -hmm. what, what could they do? What, 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 would be, what would be something, A, your advice, but also, you know, how can they join your network? Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think we're 
would like to position ourselves as the third option, something that falls in between working for a, a large practice or someone else and between um, on the other hand setting upon your own and then just having to carry all those risks um, and so I'd, I'd say we're some, somewhere in the middle a third option and what we do is we provide that umbrella support um, for uh, people who want to set upon their own they want their own business they want to pave their own way um, and with joining pride road you get a full umbrella of support that includes sales training because um i i constantly get people asking me about how to build confidence we get uh, lead generation so through uh website and seo pre-established um sort of google rankings um uh, we provide an online portfolio so you can use our work so you've got an instant presence um, and then you've got the technical backup so we just do domestic extensions but we've got a technical team behind us that you can come and talk to we pr provide specific CPD um, so you're you're just never alone um, and I think what's quite key is the um the fact that you know we're a lot we're kind of a larger organization than one but we're not massive there's there's just um three franchisees at the moment we're just on the verge of kind of um growing um but you've got all that combined um marketing strength community support um, and we can help you so a little bit of marketing money goes a long way um, so you don't have to go out and spend a, a huge sum of money creating a website or on seo or social media or finding a life coach because it's all included um, so there you go Absolutely. So that, yeah, does that answer your question? Oh, absolutely. And I'm fascinated because uh, we know that architectural education is not, mm. it's not preparing our future architects and future colleagues to uh, enter the profession mm. constantly. Mm. Uh, one of the things that talking to a student and associate came up over and over again is the fact that business and uh, practical uh, studies and practical practice um, are only taught in in part three so they're crammed in a very very small space of time where along with a lot you know a lot more content more technical uh, mm. details when it should be really spread mm. at least between the part two and part three so in a sort of hybrid well absolutely when you set up on your own you you just don't know the difference between we don't know what an accountant does you don't know what's a historical record and a forecast a business plan a business, a business plan, plan. a cash flow forecast profit and loss i know i it, know um, it's and it's so daunting and it's it's daunting I, I love what you said and and we have to you know as women we have to accept this mm. uh, we are we we lack in general because of course obviously we can't generalize but 
let's say that women seems to be less confident than men when it comes to a lot of things, business mm-hmm. being one of them. And uh, they will self-doubt and they will feel exposed. Mm-hmm. A woman is for everything to be able to go and front, let's say, a sale. A man will, will know 20% and chance it. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of, the, the, you know, the inherent differences. So for, for a lot of women who then, in this day and age, are still the main carers, are still the main uh, providers for children, um, to have that uh, ability, to have the flexibility to look after your family and still have your career, but also have that knowledge background knowledge and support i'm sure they must find it really useful and i i I really (coughs) really have to say you you had a a fantastic fantastic uh, project you carried out and uh, i'm very proud of you i'm very (laughs) thank you so um coming back to your riba campaign what yes because we know that it's very easy to get sidetracked once you're in role um, as president in the RIBA. So um, do you have, and before you start, I'm going to just let someone else into the waiting okay. room. Oh no, they've gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you had a single agenda item that you were trying to push through, mm. um, what would it be? Well, as I said, the first and foremost is the decentralization of, uh, it, it would be a two, two sides one. Mm. I think it would be the decentralization of resources, mm-hmm. but that would mean also resources online. So there is a physical decentralization, <laughs> but there is also the ability to uh, reach and support our members wherever they are in the world. You know how you do that? Yes, and uh, I think there's something that uh, uh, nobody else can say in this campaign. Yeah. Um, I am, uh, I'm actually a member of the board, mm-hmm. and I will be a member of the board in my role as uh, membership uh, development uh, until September 2021. So all through my year as president-elect, if I'm elected, I will be working with the board and therefore, I, I think I would be, uh, I would be able to uh, be ready in a way that, that it, it, it will allow me in mm. 2021 to actually be able to start delivering mm. what we need to, what needs to be done. As I say, for me, we need a, uh, the idea needs to be many things. But first and foremost, it needs to be the members' institute that is supposed to be, and and start putting members and they needs at the heart of it because everything else will come. Mm-hmm. If you if you allow the members to be the best they can possibly be, if you allow them to upskill, if you support them in the in the you know in any in any challenge. Uh, they may face. We've got the climate challenge. We've seen the uh, health emergency uh, challenge. Uh, all of these things, there could be resources that the RIBA creates. And actually, 
truth be told, the, the RIBA creates a huge amount of, of resources, mm. constantly updating the content, but sometimes not listening and not being responsive to what the, the member actually needs. If it was more responsiveness, if it was a more two-way two communication so that the content was provided for the issues that are actually affecting our, our membership, I think we then we could, we could move forward confidently and be able to make all the changes in society that we as architects can make because we really can do a lot. We are closer to our communities. Our work impacts can have the most positive impact on our community. And we can really do a lot for, for the things that everybody talks about, you know, mm -hmm. from, from the climate emergency, the health, the, the, the well-being in general, the mental health issues, uh, down to diversity and inclusion, we can show so much and, and, and impact on society so much. So I, I think it would be, it would be, uh, it would be great if we were allowed to do that. And I, I think um, it's it's great to see that you've worked your way up through the RIBA for, from local groups through to um, the uh, headquarters. And um, how long has it taken you to do that? Well, over ten years. <laughs> um, I started as uh, a member of the uh, local branch. Mm. Uh, was the Nottingham and Derby Society of Architects. Then I was elected vice president, and then I was elected president for two terms. And then after uh, the two terms as uh, as president, I was elected regional chair for mm -hmm. the uh, East Midland. And as part of my role. Um, as uh, chair of the East Midland, I sat on the Nation and Region Committee and realized the potential that that committee could have to really positively impact mm -hmm. the uh, experience the members were having. It's really like, it's a great forum, it's, it's a great minds, you know, around the table. It's like a, the meeting of clans. We, we get together, we brainstorm, we come up with, with great ideas. And I was elected twice. And uh, as I said, my second term, or the first year of my second term. So my, um, my uh, role as VP membership and member of the board as uh, membership development, mm. uh, which is related and not related. I, I was a member of the uh, old board ex officio. So as VP membership, I had to, I was, I was part of the board. I was automatically uh, access uh, a seat on the board. Um, in the new board, it doesn't work like that. You have to go through a, an interview process mm -hmm. and there were other candidates and it's really a case of uh, whether I had the right experience, whether I had the right attitude, whether I had the right leadership skills, to be part of the of the new board, which is which is based on a very very strict skill matrix. So, uh, I I'm pleased to say that I was uh, successful, and uh, I have now been a member of the new board for best part of two months. So it's very recent, mm -hmm. but it's a very uh, it's very exciting time for the for the RBA because now we have got 
a, a board that will um, uh, that will take care of the running day-to-day -day running of the institute with the with the executive and now we've got a council that is free to discuss the things that matter to to all of us you know the 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 uh, you know strategic direction the uh, the um, role of architects in society the things that we need to take a stance and be very firm you know things that happen uh, from which we've been excluded, exclude like the housing, um, uh, you know, housing standards, um, 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 permitted development uh, uh, rights that have been extended, and uh, and we have been uh, we are at the receiving end, but we haven't had much of a chance to input into. So we can do that now, as uh, as and hopefully the, the voice of council will be very strong and if you have a very very strong but collaborative leadership which i believe in collaboration i believe in participation i always say in my choices uh, what i stand for is uh, this is a summary of of everybody else that stands for it's not it's not my uh, idea is is what comes out of us as, as the member, even my manifesto is coral. I've asked all my nominators to uh, input into my manifesto. So uh, I, I do believe that with a, with a, uh, a strongly participative leadership, we can, we can achieve so much more as the voice of architecture. Well, thank you very much. We've come to the end of the session. So thank you very much for coming um and joining us and the campaign period ends i think at midnight tonight um, and voting opens tomorrow. tomorrow um when does voting uh, finish the voting starts tomorrow morning at nine and mm -hmm. closes on the 4th of august at five o'clock okay all voting is done online we need to remind people because it's the first time voting is done exclusively online. So uh, it's important that uh, members keep up with a uh, with a communication with their IBA and their registration on the on architecture.com. Yes, and uh, for the first time, students can vote as well. The first time, student and associates can vote, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I really hope that we'll see a, a higher turnout of. Uh, voters than we have seen in recent years is uh, it would be great to see that there is uh, increased participation yes. we need it we do well thank you very much Valeria for um, joining this uh, interview and uh, good luck thank you for having me Lisa always a pleasure thank you